time for your week daily look at the NBA and your Charlotte Hornets. It's time for the Hive O'Clock Alarm. Forget what you heard, Hornets fans. Reports of the Hornets' demise were greatly exaggerated. The Hornets win Game 4 in Charlotte, 89-85. They are back in this series, now tied 2-2 as they prepare to head back to Miami. I'm Doug Branson. This is the Hive O'Clock Alarm. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan. I'm joined by David Walker. David, the Hornets get back into this series on the back of Kimball Walker, 13 of 28 from the field, 34 points. Jeremy Lin, a huge performance again off the bench, 6 of 10, 21 points, but also hustle plays from guys like Courtney Lee who got the game-sealing free throws. What impressed you most about this physical victory on the part of the Charlotte Hornets? It's hard not to say Kimball. You know, he had a great night. We've been waiting for that Kimball Walker outburst performance especially in the playoffs here. And it's not like he's played poorly thus far, but exploded last night for 34 points to go along with four rebounds. And all those points in that little 11-point run that he had were obviously huge. He was a massive performer. I don't think they win that game, though, without Marvin Williams and the hustle plays he made at various points in that game. Again, struggling from the field, no points, 0 for 5 shooting, did grab seven rebounds but was the guy, you know, that we've talked about this year was kind of come to replace those energy plays that left when MKG went out. And, of course, Courtney Lee, uh, two massive rebounds, but also, you know, 11 points. And, and every last night was big. And, I mean, I feel like I'm going on and on, but Jeremy Lent, uh kept them in the game early when they were really struggling. And so those 21 points off the bench, uh, were nice to see as well. Just a really nice, gutsy performance from a team that usually wins when they score 100 points and now have done so twice without breaking the century mark. So only scored 89 points last night, but it was enough. Well, yeah, and I think it's important to note for Hornets fans who who may just be checking in on the team or, or rechecking in on the team that this isn't how the Hornets normally play basketball. They, they love to, as Clifford put it, head coach Steve Clifford, he put it after the game, They've been playing in the regular season. They, they just go out there and play ball, ball movement, three-point shooting, playing uh, free and fast and loose. That's not how they've played in this series, and, and, and that's not something that they've chosen to do. That's something that really the Miami Heat, with their aggressive defense at the three-point line, has forced them to do, play a style that they're uncomfortable with, and... I think the only way you can get away with playing a style that you're uncomfortable with is if you out-hustle and out-effort the other team. And I think that's what the Hornets have been able to do in these past two games. They've been relentlessly attacking the rim and drawing fouls, both Kimba and Jeremy Lin, helping to get key players for the Miami Heat into foul trouble. Al Jefferson helping with that effort as well in terms of Hassan Whiteside. But Goran Dragic picking up those four fouls in four minutes in the third quarter really, I think, changed the landscape of this game and allowed the Hornets to get the victory. But, but I, yeah, I go back to Kemba, David, and, and that stretch 
from about six minutes in the fourth quarter to about three minutes left in the fourth quarter, he just hit huge shot after huge shot and had Miami's Dwayne Wade and Joe Johnson not come up with big shots of their own, this could have been a blowout victory for the Hornets. Miami fights back. Courtney Lee gets a, a huge offensive rebound and then and then draws another uh, off-ball foul. And, and the Hornets sneak out of Charlotte now 2-2, a game, David, that they had to have. Yeah, they had to have it, Doug. And you mentioned the Heat coming back. And that may be the most impressive thing because when you look at these two teams, obviously nothing is going as planned in the series. I mean, everything is, is the opposite of what we thought it might be. But you did always have to keep in the back of your mind that Joe Johnson and Dwayne Wade and veterans like that that the Miami Heat have, and when they came back not once but twice really to get within striking distance and could have taken the lead or tied it up a couple of times there, that was touch and go. And, and and if you look at these two teams, who has the better finishers and closers? I mean, historically, certainly from an NBA historical viewpoint, it's got to be the Heat. And those guys, regardless of what they've done throughout the game, Wade and Johnson are going to put you at a disadvantage where they can back you down and get close to the to the rim. And they did some of that last night. But for the Hornets to close them out, regardless of where the game was, it was really, really impressive, and uh, none bigger. I mean, Courtney Lee, uh, what was what was the energy like in there when he went step to the line to shoot those two free throws? Oh, I posted the the video on Twitter. If you want to go take a look at it at Hive Talk Live after he hit the second free throw, but the Hive absolutely exploded and there were so many big moments in that game that it 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 surprised me that they were able that the the fans were able to get up enough energy by the end of that game because I think fatigue setting in for both the Hornets and the Heat but fatigue I think setting in for the crowd as well as as they summon the energy to to really get behind this team and and everyone was obviously excited that the Hornets would be coming back for a game 6 in Charlotte, I, I want to talk about fatigue too because it was a it was a topic of discussion after the game. Uh, Jeremy Lin saying he was basically exhausted by the end of that fourth quarter and told Kemba, "Here, take the ball, go go go, get us a win, do this thing for us." And Kemba uh, was um, audibly groaning as he got up from the podium in his post game press conference. And David, you and I have discussed how one day of rest. Fatigue could be an issue for some of the older guys on on the Heat side and, and Dwayne Wade and Joe Johnson. But I think that what we have to watch for in Game Four, and we'll talk more about this tonight on the on the big show, Hive Talk Live, six p.m. Uh, go to hivetalklive.com to listen to that. But you know the Hornets have had to relentlessly attack the rim. And you talk when you attack the rim versus when you shoot threes, you're you're getting uh, beat up. You're using a lot of energy, and I think that's something to watch for as the Hornets go into Game Four because the Miami Heat, you know, as much as they've lost at the rim, they're not backing down. They're not they're not uh, moving away from the three point line. They're still forcing the Hornets inside, and and you wonder, you know, will that fatigue eventually show itself uh, in in the Hornets in the Hornets backcourt? Yeah, I was starting to wonder if they might change that up somewhat uh, going into Game 5. But, of course, you don't want to give up the threes. But with the way the Hornets have been shooting them, I mean, maybe uh, you take your chances. I mean, that's the other thing, Doug. The Hornets have not really played their tip-top offensive game yet in this series. No. You know, maybe they haven't even played their best offensive game in this series in their two wins. 
So they can still play better. Now they got to get down to Miami. And one thing I think that's still happening, and I wanted to get your thoughts, that first quarter, the first little bit, they're not, it's not like they're timid. It's not like they're not locked in. But there's an intensity difference when they start going after those balls, digging down, you know, getting the guys, the perimeter guys to dig down and get hands on the balls um, on defense and the post players and making things happen that, that isn't necessarily happening or that I'm not seeing from the get-go. Now, the heat cooled off, but, you know, I don't think they can afford to do that in game five in Miami and, and get down again. They got down a little bit in this one and were able to come back, but – did you sitting in the building watching that? Did you see any intensity, you know, difference in the, in the first couple of minutes or the second quarter? Maybe it was when Jeremy Lin came in. Well, let me say first, I think you're you're dead on the defense. The Hornets' defense is best when they have those active hands, especially once the mm-hmm. ball hits the paint. Wade had four turnovers. Hassan Whiteside had three turnovers. There was just, you're right, second quarter on, there was just key strip after key strip for the Hornets, and they turned those into 18. They turned those uh, heat turnovers into 18 points. They had 15 points off of turnovers in the last game. It also allowed them to get uh, nine fast break points versus the Heat's zero. I, th- I think there's a couple of things going on with the – uh, defense early on. I think the the Heat have attacked the Hornets in so many different ways with a three-point shot with going inside to Hassan Whiteside. I think there's a sense from the the Hornets defense they they're, they're sort of seeing what Miami is going yeah. to throw at them, how they're going feeling to attack them, them early on, feeling them out. I think that yeah. you still have to bring that awareness and intensity to to the first quarter. You can't you know, you can't sit back and watch Miami and, and 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 figure out along the way. I think you still have to get in that attack mentality early on. But but I think there, there's a little bit of that going on as well. Uh, so you know, I, I think it's definitely something to watch for in in Game Four. But um, you know, the defense picked it up, and there are four quarters, and and luckily three out of those sure. four quarters. And and I think you're right too with with Jeremy Lin. He said after the game. You know, that he, as a bench player, you have to bring energy immediately or you you won't see the floor for the rest of the night. Like, you have to yeah. bring it as soon as you touch the floor for the first time. And that's what Jeremy Lin has tried to do uh, whenever he comes off the bench. He, dry, he tries to provide that spark on the offensive end. And he's also been able, in these past two games, to provide it on the defensive end, uh, helping to get Dwayne Wade out of the game. I mean, to me, that's you know, it's it's a moment that gets lost because there are four quarters. There's so much that happens in a basketball game, but I think that Jeremy Lin helping to get Dwayne Wade out of the game by by getting by drawing those fouls was so key to knocking Miami off their early momentum. And if Miami carries that early momentum, then the Hornets, I don't think, get that second quarter run that really that really sparked them and got that lead at halftime. It was it was a huge moment, and no one's talking about it. Well, at least we're talking about it. Yeah, Lynn was huge again, and he kept going. You know, uh, kept going around, getting fouls on on multiple different guys, whether it was Haslam or Wade, and and finishing. And he and Kemba together. I mean, those two guys being able to finish. Especially Kimbo, and, and we'll talk about this tonight, and we'll talk about some of the some of, some of the comments from the Heat players about those fouls. But to see Kimbo finish, you know, after we've seen him kind of grow up here in Charlotte and go into this role, that's been such a, a big jump for him to be able to finish inside in the lane and to keep doing that in the playoffs is 
why he's the heart and soul and, and the leader of this team. So that's been huge. Those two guys have been dynamic, and that's, there's a reason they're up on the podium after those two games. Well, it's fun to have a player in Charlotte of a caliber that the rest of the team trusts him to have the ball in his hands late, and he makes big plays. Like he comes through in key moments. And, you know, the, the Miami Heat, I thought on those last two possessions, keyed in on Kemba so hard. And yeah, they blitzed him. Like, like yeah, absolutely. It knocked him off. Like he, you know, he had his crossover going, he had his step back going. And it was just a little bit of extra pressure that Miami applied on those last two possessions of his that caused him, you know, just to get a little bit of a loose footing on the floor. And, you know, if yeah. he doesn't complete those moves the way they need to be completed, at least I'll give him credit for this. He knew it and, and tried to get the ball away when when he had the opportunity. Uh, but it's fun to see that. That heave the, almost went in. That, that heave almost went in. It's it cr- was online. I mean, I, I was just sitting there just holding my breath, mouth agape. Because uh, I, I, I did. I thought it was going to go in as well. And I think there were some members of the Hornets that, that commented after the game that they thought it was going to go in. But... Um, you know, I think it's fun to see a guy who the, the the entire team trust, but also like I was listening to some of the Heat players after the game, and you have guys like Goran Dragic saying, "Look, it's it's extremely tough to keep Kemba in front of in front of me." Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you got other guys on the other team explicitly calling Kemba out. I mean, that's what you hear from guys like LeBron and Carmelo, and I'm not comparing Kemba. To, to that level of superstar, right. but he has but that effect. Have a guy yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, he has that effect on the other team. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's big time, and we'll break it down a lot more tonight, Doug. I, I know that you'll have some more to say. Hopefully, we have some some fun guests on to break it down. But yeah, that's a good win. I mean, the city of Charlotte, right? It, if the other if the weekend's game was the biggest one, or, or the one that was needed the most, this was certainly the biggest win in the current Hornets franchise history so it was fun fun time to see it yeah and and now the hornets have an opportunity to go to miami on wednesday if they pick up that victory then you're talking about an elimination game <sighs> six in charlotte Ooh, a, in time warner cable arena i mean before before uh monday or excuse me before saturday the yeah. time warner cable arena had never seen a playoff victory now that now it's seen two playoff victories with an opportunity to have an elimination game six. Hopefully the Hornets play well uh, in Miami. Yes, uh, tonight, Hive O'Clock, or excuse me, HiveTalkLive.com, full show, 6 p.m. Uh, Nada Edwards is coming on. We're still s- trying to figure out our guest lineup, but it's going to be big. And we're going to be talking about definitely these Hassan Whiteside quotes. Hassan Whiteside, of course, uh, grew up just down the road in Gastonia, North Carolina. And uh, he's been frustrated in these past two games. What did he go? Three of five for only eight points. He was frustrated after the game, had some very interesting quotes about Cody Zeller, Jeremy Lin, and others. He was he was very candid with reporters. And um, we've got the quotes. We'll read them on the air. And then we've got Nada Edwards from WFNZ uh, to comment on that. You'll definitely want to tune in. Follow us on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. We're on a quest for 2,000 followers. We've got a mini ball signed by the team. We're giving it away to one of our followers. So make sure when you see something from us on Twitter, retweet it. 
Go tell a friend. We need word of mouth. That's how we live. iTunes reviews and word of mouth. So, That's so how he breathes. It is, it is our lifeblood. It is how we live. <laughs> so please uh, do us a favor and, and tell somebody. Listen, there, David, there are naturally, this is what happens when, when teams win playoff games. You have casual fans or fans that may have checked out for a little while. They start to check back in. They want to know where to go to hear more about the Hornets, to get caught up on the team. And in my mind, this is the absolute best place to do that. If you feel the same way, uh, let somebody know. All right, thanks uh, so much for listening. We'll, we'll talk to you tonight, 6 p.m., HiveTalkLive.com. Until then, all hail the teal and purple.